Today's episode of Locked On Spartans is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. On today's show, Michigan State basketball adds a point guard. Yay! Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Monday, March 29th. The year is 2021. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my lost all his money this weekend betting Sweet 16 Games co-host, Matt Sheehan. You ain't wrong, my friend. Uh, Yeah, took a lot of first half overs. (laughs) Do you know it didn't really pan out at all this weekend except for one game? First half overs, Will. And, like, here's the thing. None of them were even nail biters. Like, none of them no. were coming down to, like, the nope. last five minutes of the half. And it's like, okay, I need some – like, these were all dead before the under-12 timeout even rolled, uh-huh. <laughs> rolled around. So, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm, I'm doing fine, Will. Uh, Michigan State basketball. B- back. B- back? Back? Shade, rumors of back? That's exciting. Shade. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see if they're going to be uh, going to be back. But – but Michigan they, State yeah. lands a pretty coveted transfer out of oh, the old awesome. portal. Love it. Love the portal. Always been a big portal guy. Big, you know me, Will. Big portal guy. Yeah, yeah Michigan Massive. State lands Tyson Walker out of Northeastern. We will talk about that addition, what it means for this team, where things sort of sit right now, and kind of what we can project moving forward with this team. So that is the plan for today's show. Rent it a rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day, five days a week, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. About that five days a week thing, Matt. Talk to me, Will. This, you're going to break me news right now? No, I'm not going to break news. I'm okay. just going to prepare you. I'm going to prepare Yeah, the we're going seven um, days? Two ni- days for seven days? 19 days a week. Nice. Stepping it Good. Perfect. No, um... <laughs> At some point, we're going to start scaling it back. Not in the immediate future. I think after spring ball is done, and the spring game is what April twenty first or something. That sounds close. Close Give or enough. Take a few days April twenty fourth. Yeah. April twenty fourth is the spring game. Fourth, yeah, that's right. So I imagine you know we'll do five shows after that. But I would imagine because the next week is May, then we will start scaling it back in May. So people who've been longtime listeners know we scale it back in the off season. As a uh, company requirement, and honestly, it's hard enough to do three shows in June about Michigan State sports. But yeah, a little tough, yeah. But but we'll be uh, five days a week for the next you know five or six weeks before we start scaling it back. All right, that's the plan for today's show. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Lockdown Spartans wherever you get your podcast. I already did this part. I already did this. That's how we got into the Run it back. Do it a third time. Do it a third time. Why not? Review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Lockdown Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day, five days a week, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, every day. Every single day. Every day. Um, I'm what? I'm sweating this game out right now watching UCLA, Alabama. Yeah. This this game has been long over if you're listening to this, but uh, there is a buck 45 left, and they are having the longest review of all time in an out-of-bounds play. So, uh, uh, well, like, this is – 
few weeks ago, I and many others said I would do anything to get in the NCAA tournament. Th- this isn't what I meant. Like, I want to be a little choosy here. I didn't mean the team that you choked against going all the way to the Elite Eight to eventually give your arch rival a free bid to the Final Four uh, should they meet. This isn't what I meant by I'll do anything for... Like, I wasn't that serious. I, I wouldn't have done this. This is miserable, man. I, I hate it. I hate it here, Will. I hate it. A little monkey's paw action. Yeah, I know. I know, yeah. Hey, yeah, you'll get to the... Fi- I mean, you'll get to March Madness to extend the streak, but you're you're going to have a complete stomach punch of a loss, and that team that beat you will go to the Elite Eight and then hand your rival a free ticket, well, to Indianapolis. I mean, they're all there anyway, but you get the point. Indianapolis. Like the commercial? I'm already tired of that commercial. I'm already tired of it, yeah. I, I was tired of it, it five it years ago. It doesn't do it <laughs> when they for me. debuted it. It, 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 it doesn't do it for me. I love how so they I was just like, oh, it's like the only comedic value of this tournament is Charles Barkley and those commercials. It's like that didn't lose luster in 2013 for you guys. Like I, I don't know, man. I, those Capital One commercials, like no, they, they don't do it for me. You know what's absolutely terrible that made me laugh? Um, hmm. One of the AT and T commercials, which are all horrible and played out. Sure. And you knew immediately first weekend, like, okay, this is going to be what we get tired of is. This, uh, I think her name's Lily. Yeah, Lily at the AT&T store doing the thing. Yeah. The one that makes me laugh, and I'm embarrassed to admit, is the one with the fake sports announcer. <laughs> yes. Okay. Will I get reception, or can I watch it from way down? <laughs> it's so stupid, but it makes me laugh. Uh, Guantanamo Bay commercial of the year goes to the, I got the brawn, you got the brains, let's make lots of money. I think uh, it's like uh, Russell uh, Ralph State. Uh, yeah, you know uh, what I'm talking about. That yeah. is, I, I wake up like in, in sweats in the middle of the night just thinking about that song. It's, it's tearing my life apart, Will. It's tearing my life apart. You know what was tearing our life apart that hopefully won't be anymore? Point card play at Michigan State. Point card play at Michigan State. Point guard play at Michigan State. They dip into the transfer portal and land probably the first, because there's going to be a number of people, and there are still guys in the portal that are are highly coveted and highly sought after. But when Tyson Walker left Northeastern, he went into the portal, and it was kind of a feeding frenzy of bigger schools going after him. Um, He was sort of the the first name through this cycle. Uh, Michigan State beat out Kansas, who um, I don't remember if this was reported or if this was a side conversation. Kansas went after him really hard. Like, they were really aggressive. Uh, they beat out Texas, but Texas coach left, so I don't know. Maybe they yep. beat, maybe they technically beat out Marquette. Uh, who, who knows? They still beat Texas, whatever. They beat Texas. Yeah. Um, Miami was in there as well. There are a bunch of Power 5 schools that were after Tyson Walker, but Michigan State wins out, wins that recruiting battle, and lands a guy who very well could take over at point guard next year. Um, really nice stats. Played in the Colonial. We're going to talk about some of his advanced numbers and translation, but just from the surface, Matt, pretty exciting transfer portal edition. No doubt. And yeah, like, you know, people reach out to, to us and of course you at home, you banter with your friends as well about Michigan State and people are like, oh, hey, is this kid good? Like, what do you know about him? Uh, we'll get more into it as the episode goes along. But the short answer is uh, he's a competent point guard that can dribble, run an offense and shoot the ball decently well. Like, OK, that right there alone is a baseline upgrade from what we have at Michigan State. 
Hogard, uh, he does a lot of good things. He has pretty good vision. I don't think his shooting is anything that you'd write home about. Uh, his defense probably isn't up to the standard of the reigning CAA Defensive Player of the Year in Tyson Walker. And yeah, Akins is a very exciting recruit. I mean, you guys know how fired up I am about him. I just like a more experienced guy there. I don't like throwing all that pressure on a freshman's shoulders. We see how that went this year with mm-hmm. AJ Hogard. So, yeah, just to have a guy experienced coming in with two years under his belt. Yes, CAA, but he has also played big competition. Mm-hmm. Like, he did drop 27 points on North Carolina earlier this year. Yeah, like, that is a big, big upgrade because if you didn't learn how important point guard plays this year, I don't know if you'll ever learn how important point guard play <laughs> is. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a massive get and beating out big schools, especially Kansas, for his services. Wow, yeah, that's a, that's a nice little recruiting win for Tom Losses Touch Izzo uh, right there for you, folks. Uh, Tyson Walker played in. Oh my gosh, um, ah, ah, I forgot how to count. Uh, Nineteen games this year. Jeez, how many times do you think he scored in double digits? Oh, uh, 18. 18 times he scored in a Yeah, look games. at me go. Yes. Nice. Scored look at me seven. Go. Look at me go. Um, one of his worst games of the year against Syracuse, unfortunately. One of those good. That will happen. Yeah. He's going to fit yeah. in perfectly Perfect. here then. Look Perfect. at that. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, a bit of a mixed bag against top competition, which we'll talk about more in a second. But like Matt said, first team, all Colonial. Uh, colonial all defense. Defensive player of the year in the Colonial. Averaged 18 and whatever uh, points for something assist uh, and really you know dragged a, a team that you know they have some okay guys right it's a colonial they have some guys that are you know moderately efficient so a couple shooter you know but you know sure. he made them the one seed yes they lost to Drexel in their conference tournament but they had a pretty decent season uh, and gosh he really drove a lot of what they did um the success they had this season was it was primarily built on him, and he was asked to do a lot more than he's going to be asked to do uh, at Michigan State. So, yeah, promising. We'll pause here for a sec, come back, and talk about some specific numbers, how he plays, uh, different things along those lines. But first, a word from Bet Online. Dot A-G. Okay, Hawkes is – never mind. Go, go on. I'm sorry. 66% free throw shooter. That's shooting 100% in the tournament. Killing me, man. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your your bets, and it's free to sign up. What's going on? Uh, 61-61, Alabama's going to the line for two shots, uh, 36 seconds left. All right. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. One word locked on to get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. Okay, Matt Tyson Walker. Yes, I've heard of him. Yeah, he should play Michigan State, shouldn't he? He should. Uh, so I, I previously have read to you 
some of the advanced numbers of Mr. Walker and how they measured to Cassius Winston's 2020 season. Uh, yeah, yeah, very similar. They're, they're very similar. Of course, the obvious caveat is he played 19 games and he played, what was it, like 10 of those, 12 of those, 10 of those in the Colonial, 12 of those because the conference tournament games. So sure. yeah. sample size is not large. The competition level is not nearly the same. The Colonial Athletic Association finished 19th in the Ken Palm Conference rankings. The Big Ten is first in that. So we're going to take the numbers with a little bit of a grain of salt, but this is a guy who regularly played 35, 38, 39 minutes every single game. He played a ton. He played 86.7% of their minutes and 90% of their minutes in conference play had a huge usage rate. One of the highest ones in the country took percentage of shots, highest in the country. Uh, Pretty good true shooting, really good assist rate, 33rd in the country in assist rate, third in the colonial in assist rate in conference games. Number 30 in the country in steal percentage. We love to see that. Yeah. Turnover rate's a little higher than you'd like, but actually not any higher. It's actually lower than what Cassius usually did, and when you pair it with a really good assist rate, it's a little easier to stomach. Doesn't foul, draws a ton of fouls, has a free throw rate that is crazy high for a guy his size. Took 91 free throws last year, Matt. 91 in 19 games. Uh, that is my favorite stat that he probably has, yes. to be honest, is how often he does get to the free throw yep. line. And he's a 78% shooter, so that's promising. Maybe he can keep getting better at it, get into the low 80s. And if he's getting into the line four, five, six times a game, and he's shooting 83% from the line, that'll play. That'll play. Shot 51% on twos and 35% on threes. So across the board, pretty damn good numbers, Matt. Yeah, I mean, to have a 35% three-point shot is nice. And also, he shot six times a game from behind the arc for Northeastern, too. Like, yeah. that was a pretty busy guy. And it's just the amount of ways he could score. He's, he was a three-level scorer by everything that you see. Um, could score mid-range, long-range. He slashes to the basket. Mm-hmm. I mean, uses a pick-and-roll very well, which, of course, is uh, yes. well-used in the Michigan State offense traditionally. So, yeah, I mean... I, I don't think it'll be a big adjustment for him. I know going from Northeastern to the Big Ten is quite the culture shock, but I I, I don't know. Like I, I don't want to sell this kid to be you know Cassius Winston, but no, I, I think it won't not. be as big of a, a shock uh, for for him. I think he'll be a nice player. I think he'll be I don't know, call it twelve and a half points a game or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Four assists, like even that I'll take. Yeah, hey, that's that's fine. That's an upgrade. I mean that also alleviates a lot of the pressure off should he come back. Rocket Watts, like, okay, you're definitely not going to be playing point guard this year. Like, you will be the fourth guy down the list of point guards behind Hogard, Akins, of course, Walker. And, yeah, Rocket would be the fourth guy. So, essentially, no, you're going to be back to your old ways of being a, a two. Now, does he come back? That's that's a debate for the next episode, probably. Um, yeah. Stay tuned to that one, I guess. S- something we'll probably <laughs> address later in the week. Yeah, um, gosh. There's just so many things to sort of go through here. So Northeastern's numbers with him on off numbers are absolutely insane. I'm not going to get into all of them. If you want to read about more, spartanswill.substack.com. Very nice. Nice blog. So um, 
when he was on the floor for Northeastern, they had an, an adjusted net rating of 1.8. Okay. Okay. So slightly above average. And if you look at their Ken Palm ranking and all that, where they finished their record, that makes sense. They kind of were a slightly above average team, just like on the national scale, just slightly all season, right? So mm-hmm. that makes sense. When he was off the floor, Matt, when he was off the floor. How bad? Northeastern has an adjusted net rating of minus 22. <gasps> no, that bad. 24 oh, points no. worse per 100 possessions with him off the court compared to on the yikes. court. Yikes and yikes. Yep. <laughs> Defensively, they do get a little worse. Um, you know, Colonial Defensive Player of the Year, probably because he gets a ton of steals, but steals are a part of playing defense. Their, their turnover rate on defense is excellent when he's on the court. When he's off the court, it's terrible. So that really helps. But I think, you know, he's an undersized point guard. There's going to be other things that maybe don't quite get better with him defensively. But mm-hmm. certainly, you can make up for a lot of defensive issues by getting steals. So, he helped the defense a little bit. The offense, Matt, dropped 19 points per 100 possessions when he was off the court. Not great, Will. Not great. Just like Alabama's free throw shooting uh, uh, right now. Oh, no. But, yeah. Uh, so, another thing, too, is like, oh, my God. Yeah, UCLA is going to win. You got to be kidding me. Um, <laughs> uh, not well. Uh, it, so the other thing too is, is so you don't you're not too shook on the turnovers for him because that's probably the yeah. biggest number that would stick out to you on the page is the three point three turnovers per game like that. That's not shaking you to the core necessarily. Um, let's do it this way. So three point three turnovers per game, right? Mm-hmm. He plays ninety percent of the game. And when he's on the floor, he uses um, about a third of the possessions. So you can kind of just multiply 3.3 times, I don't know, honestly like four, three and a half. Do it to him, three and a half. And that's kind of what turnovers for you. Like he gets 3.3 turnovers per game because he always has the ball. Yeah, no, I, okay, that, that absolutely checks out then. It's not, you know, it's not that he is using 20 possessions and turns it over on three on three of them, or not even that. Like, he's got the ball a ton. He uses a ton of possessions. Possessions end with him either shooting the ball, making an assist, or turning it over. A third of the time he's on the court, that's a huge number. And, yeah, turnover rate is a little higher than you would like, but, again, it's lower than what Cassius Winston's was. Um, probably for his entire career. I don't have it up right in front of me. I can look. But yeah, 17.9 is not great, but it's not like the most catastrophic number you can imagine. And something tells me that uh, Tom Izzo will help iron those uh, turnovers out. You know, Tom Izzo teams never turn it over. Cassius Winston had a... No, famously. Yeah, Cassius Winston's turnover rate, uh, his junior season, his epic junior season was 17.5. So pretty much exactly the same. As Tyson there Walker's. We go. It's just they use the ball a ton. So you got to look at rate instead of raw number turnovers with a point guard who plays that many minutes and controls that many possessions. Right on. Makes sense? It does, yeah. I mean, if, if I can understand it, hopefully everyone at home can understand it as well. Yeah. And I feel like that's a good baseline, right? Yeah, probably. Um, 
it is a big jump though. And that's yeah. like I don't want to totally pour cold water on this, but we mentioned it. The oh my god. Bama just hit a buzzer beater three to go to overtime. Yay. Oh my god. Oh my god. Thank God. Thank God. Oh my god. Wow. Wow. Oh, oh my that was from downtown. I'm so sorry. Well, this is horrible podcast. No, it's actually part. good. I, I, I was that different than any other day on my part, though. I'm sorry. Wow. Oh, don't screw this up, Bama. Finish the job. Finish the job. I have Bama to cover, so I'm feeling I'm feeling great. I got UCLA to cover plus seven, but like, <laughs> I, I, just 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 lose for all I care. <laughs> How deep was the shot? Oh, like six feet behind the arc, and I think oh, the guy wow. who hit it is a guy who's two six from the free throw line today, and he had two free throws to uh, like take the lead, but he bricked them both, and UCLA got the lead on the next trip down, and wow, dude. That's big time. I'm sorry. Uh, hey, madness. I'll just chalk it up to March Madness, right? That's a yeah, good excuse. Chalk it up to madness. Incompetence on my part. Yeah, there we go. Um, nice. We'll pause here for a sec. When we come right back, we will talk about the jump from the Colonial to Power 5, what transferring up means for a lot of players, uh, and, and what we can project, like lineup-wise, scholarship-wise, and all that moving forward. But first word from Bill Parr. Built Bar. Let's go, baby. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup. We're almost to the final four. This is the last game of the Elite Eight. Caramel Brownie versus Coconut Brownie Chunk. Caramel Brownie. Caramel Brownie. Me too. Yep, coconut yep, brownie yep. chunk is, is solid and the brownie chunks are legit brownie chunks and very good boy does that make a difference um mm-hmm. caramel brown is the winner here it is it is yeah that's yeah. a bandwagon that's your gonzaga if you will uh <laughs> of, of built bars if you want to vote go to builtbar.com or at bar underscore built on twitter remember to use the promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your next order that is locked 15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. The NFL Draft is weeks away. It's time to start following our Locked On NFL Draft duo. The Draft Dudes podcast watches every prospect so the, that you don't have to. And the Locked On NFL Draft podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and Draft Dudes on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast okay so real quick on transferring up it usually doesn't work great that is correct right an anomaly would be what's happening in ann arbor with mike smith mike i forgot smith. what school he came from columbia um, it's not like he's lighting the world on fire at michigan either but like he's doing just enough to well to have them playing in the elite eight will mike smith at columbia was a decent player on a really bad team he played 95 percent of the minutes for them <laughs> Okay. His usage rate and his shot percentage were absolutely insane. He wasn't very efficient at all. Um, He did good things, made assists, turnovers. Just he took a hundred and seventy-seven threes and three hundred and ninety-three two-point shots last year. Healthy. Wow. All right. He took the arm after the game. He took all the shots, and when you're doing that, it's hard to stay efficient. He has seen a dramatic increase in role. His efficiency's gone back up, and we've seen, like, yeah, this can be a really effective player in spurts, hitting threes, secondary playmaker, 
uh, when he doesn't have the responsibility of doing everything. And I don't think Tyson Walker is going to come to Michigan State and have the responsibility of doing everything. Like he's, I know it wasn't a great season, but he's going to be surrounded by some really talented guys, way more talented than he has ever played with. Also going against guys that are more talented, though, so I think there's some give and take there. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I don't... That is an interesting thought to have. I think really, I, I'm almost reluctant to talk about anything until we see how the transfer portal yes. shakes out. And like, who else is staying? Who else is going? Like, yep. sure, yeah, you do have talented guys here, but like, I, I have a very hard time saying that. Oh yeah, X will for sure be back, or X will definitely like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So catch catch me in uh, anywhere from one week to uh, five months, and uh, I'll give you a more concrete take on that will how about that yeah how about that for some more dynamite podcasting i think either way aaron henry is going to be gone josh langford is going to be gone Mm -hmm. and i mean we can just say like there are whispers about rocket watts about foster lawyer and about thomas Mm -hmm. kithier so Mm -hmm. yeah you know rocket is someone who had a, a really when you look at his numbers on the whole just like a really bad season offensively Sure. Um, just in terms of like efficiencies, is, is you know, assist the turnover wasn't bad, but just used a lot of the ball and didn't have a great season. Had by far the lowest offensive rating on the team by ten points, and the second highest or second lowest was Josh Langford. The third lowest was Aaron Henry. So MSU's three highest usage players uh, in big minutes were their three least efficient players. How about that? Uh, honestly, it seemed like it. So it seemed yeah, like can't... it. Um, so. <laughs> That's something to consider is this this MSU offense just by the fear the fear the fear mere subtraction of that it should be a hell of a lot more efficient next year when you consider they're going to be swapping in someone capable of competently running the offense right and there's a lot of guys mm-hmm. that are still efficient offensive players on this team Joey Hauser we had our issues with his defense uh I think he had a down shooting year I would expect him to be a little bit better but yeah. he's still you know, his true shooting numbers are solid. He's still an efficient player. If he can sure. cut down on the turnovers, good. Gabe Brown, terribly efficient. Muli Call is an efficient player on offense. Excuse me. Uh, Marcus Bingham is a really efficient player uh, on offense as well. It's just like a lot of volumes going out the door and not a lot, a lot of efficiencies going with it. And then you add mm-hmm. in someone like Max Christie who... You know, there'll be a little bit of an adjustment period, but this is a top 15 five-star prospect, right? You would expect him to be an immediate contributor, and we'll see. There are other guys MSU's targeting in the portal, and that one name we keep looking back at and wondering about, Amani Bates, could change the entire dynamic map. I, I know, man. And it's like, let's say Amani, just for sake of conversation, mm-hmm. next week announces that, oh, I'm reclassifying him going to Michigan yeah. State. What... I don't want to be like Debbie Downer here, but I still think in the back of my head, I would still sweat it out until like tip off and East Lansing starts to begin the season. <laughs> should he come here? It's like, I don't know, man. There seems to be such so much cloud of mystery around him. Yeah. Like it's a pretty tight lipped organization that he's with, you know, being the, the Bates family. I don't know. But so, yeah, that's I mean, I was going to say a different discussion. I don't even know if we could have the discussion, though, just because it is so tight lipped over there. Yeah, I mean, who knows? But that that'll totally changed the calculus of the impact Tyson Walker has the responsibility put on his shoulders. Like he's going to, I think if I had to handicap it now, I'd say he'll eventually be the starting point guard, if not right away. Oh, I think so. Yeah. That's safe to say. 
But Oh, Bama, you're broke. But it doesn't mean he's going to be relied upon to carry the entire offense, you know? Yeah, right. So I, I think that'll they, they got to find like a nice little middle ground to best use his ability to create shots for himself and for teammates, pick and roll stuff, and that'll help facilitate the rest of the offense because, Matt, this offense works if it has a point guard that it doesn't have to be Cassius Winston. Like you can just have someone who's solid, competent, can get things done like they had. Plenty of fine offenses with Keith Appling, who was fine. Mm-hmm. They just had really good, talented players around him, um, and that's probably the best roster they've ever had at state. Yeah, yeah. So, I think that's more the path to success with Walker. I don't foresee him averaging near twenty points at MSU, but you know, maybe by the time he's a senior, he's got three years of eligibility. I would think mm-hmm. something right. in double digits with nice assist numbers, making some good plays this year, and then grow from that. And by the time he's a senior hanging around, you know, then it's his team. Maybe even junior year, like, then it's his team. We'll see. Because Jaden Aiken's coming in, really nice prospect as well, and we'll see what happens with A.J. Hogart. But, yeah, it's it's a good ad. It's not anything earth-shattering because, again, it's a transfer from Northeastern. It's, you know, it's not a five-star top-five recruit, but he could have a really good positive instant impact and has been – you know, really a really solid, efficient, heavy volume contributor uh, for Northeastern for a couple of years. It's a competent point guard, man. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I want to mm-hmm. smear <laughs> the guys on the roster right now, but like, it, listen, it's a competent point guard yeah. who plays pretty good defense. I mean, yeah, it's 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 just that simple. You you need someone that can quarterback an offense. Honestly, if we're gonna make a comparison right now, it's kind of like MSU football with Anthony Russo. Like it, it's probably you know mm-hmm. he's a guy that could do things. Competent, has experience. Yeah, does he throw the ball over the place sometimes? Yeah, but he's also asked to do a lot. So I, it's yeah, it's it's great. It's great. I mean, fair. I'm I'm very excited about it. All right, that's going to do it for us here on Lockdown Spartans. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. We'll be back tomorrow where maybe we'll have some more transfer updates with your MSU basketball program, and we'll uh, try to sure. we'll try to peel Matt off the floor after uh, UCLA wins this game in overtime. Right at a rate, review, subscribe bombs. to the podcast. You can find Lockdown Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, trivia. Uh, what former Spartan standout compiled a 103-60 and 60 pitching record during his MLB career from 2000 to 2008? Wainwright. Uh, Mark Mulder. Mark Mulder. Mark oh, Mulder. my God. Mark Embarrassing. Mulder. Embarrassing. No, that's okay. That's okay. These things happen. It, it's the no, start it's, of the week. It's tough. It's totally it's embarrassing. Cause Mulder, it's tough. Mulder, yeah, Mulder did pitch for the Cardinals. God. I knew it. Yeah, I knew he, it was a Cardinal-related. Yeah, Bama, you morons. Good for nothing, Bama. My God. What good are you for?